With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on college football. Download the app now and use code Richard. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Richard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus. Plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The volume. You know this, sir. You lost for this show. You don't Super Bowl championship. That should always be the expectation. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. We are nearing the end of the season, Mitchell, and things are getting crazy. It's been an emotional weekend, Rich. Uh, We're nearing the new year. Richard, last night was a devastating one for me, but we don't need to start there. Let's start with San Francisco. Your 49ers, they go get a win on the road. They knock off the Washington Commanders, take full control of the NFC, have clinched the number one seed and a bye. Your thoughts, Rich? Well, it was kind of a slow start to the game, but in the end, they turned it around. They got, they held them to 10 points. Christian McCaffrey leads the game with a calf injury, which makes the bye even more important. I doubt they play him next week. I would imagine next week they only play the starters probably for the first half. Uh, that's usually what they've done when they've locked it up. Uh, you know, it don't, makes no point. Uh, playing them the whole game unless you just really are concerned about getting that win but you know it, things change every week so who knows what Kyle will do already breaks the 49ers record for most passing yards in a season passing uh what do you pass Jeff Garcia yeah uh and Steve Young on the list in 16 games uh Ayuk has his seventh straight our seventh game with 100 plus yards uh the commanders are in a rough spot but if you look on the other side of the coin, they're in a decent spot because they could potentially be the number two uh, pick of the draft, which would get them their quarterback of the future for their new head coach, whoever that may be. Or, I mean, if you think Ron Rivera is surviving this, then Ron Rivera. But uh, overall, good game for them. Not a ton uh, of to talk about other than CMC, Brock Purdy, 
played a solid game. You know, they had to have this win. They play the Rams next week, like I said, but I can't imagine uh, them playing their starters the whole game and trying to win that game when they already got the one seed sewn up. I would guess you got veterans that need to rest like Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey coming off the injury, uh, Debo Samuel, the way he plays, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, defensively, you got Eric Armstead, nurse, who's been nursing this injury. Javon Hargrave, again, nursing this injury. But yeah, Mitchell, and then Seattle. Seattle looked good early on in this game, at least offensively. They were moving the ball down the field. It looked like Geno was playing another good game, and he was going to take them to the promised land. Uh, but Mike Tomlin and East Pittsburgh Steelers just find a way every single season near the end of the year. They find a way to get it done, to execute, to win these games. And he's done it again. His 17th straight season of not having a losing season, Mitchell. He is guaranteed another winning season for the 17th time out of 17. It's it's incredible, and I don't think it gets enough credit. I don't think it gets enough attention. It's how incredible that record is. Uh, he's doing it with now Mason Rudolph. He's done it with three different quarterbacks, Trubisky, uh, Kenny Pickett, and now Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph has done the best. He scored 30 points in consecutive games for the first time this year. I mean, He's starting to look like their guy, and people thought yeah. he was their guy after Ben left. But uh, he's playing a good game. I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Have, there's a lot of questions, you know, about what happened this game for Seattle. DK Metcalf played good. Kenneth Walker looked kind of banged up throughout the game, but he he still ran for 53 yards and a touchdown. Geno 23 of 33 for 290 and a touchdown. But it just defensively they just couldn't get the stops when they needed them um they couldn't slow down this offense uh Najee Harris seemed to be controlling the game Jalen Warren controlled the game and Najee Harris didn't get a ton of yards I mean 27 rushes for 22 yards Jalen Warren on the other hand 13 rushes for 75 yards was doing a heck of a job they found out if you throw the ball to George Pickens it works out and your offense is executing and your offense scores points and the ball moves down the field Lo and behold, he was frustrated early in the season. And people were like, man, he's he's wrong. Like, eh, he wants the ball. And, and it's as simple, simple as throwing him the ball. And these guys aren't even trying to throw him the ball. He'd go games without targets or one or two targets. Or the guys are throwing slant routes or dirting the ball right in front of him. And it's just like anybody would be frustrated. So uh, they seem to be getting more and more dangerous as they go. Mason Rudolph. Is making those big plays, but it's a crushing loss for the Seahawks. Uh, it clinches a playoff spot for the Rams, which is huge. They've been playing good, and the Rams, again, they're going to play San Francisco at the end in a meaningless game for San Francisco. Yeah, and that's tough, Rich. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, the Steelers have found their guy, Mason Rudolph, giving these guys big opportunities, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson. We talked about it a number of times throughout the season. Kenny Pickett just didn't give his options outside the chances. Here he is, back-to-back -back games, doing his thing. Kenny or George Pickens, monster numbers these last two games. Good for him. But the Seahawks, Rich, I mean, this was a had-to-have-it game. And now they're left waiting, praying to get bailed out by the NFC North for a second year in a row. And what they're going to have to have happen, essentially, is whoever wins tonight's game between the Packers and and the Vikings is going to have to go and turn around and lose next week's game. And the Seahawks are going to have to win for them to have a prayer, Rich. And that they had everything in their own hand. They could control their own destiny. And you know, Rich, playing in Seattle is not easy. 
this so. is a place that <laughs> this is a place team goes teams go to die, right? And it, it just hasn't been that way. And I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I figured they would win this one easily, Rich, and then they go to uh, go to Arizona and take care of business. They'd be a shoe in for that seventh seed at minimum. And now they're left on a prayer. Um, Richard, I want to talk about a game near and dear to my heart because yesterday, last night, the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions faced Mm. off down in Dallas. And, you know, it was a back and forth game. Obviously, I don't think it went the many, the way many people thought, you know, I think everyone thought it would be a high scoring shootout. A lot of, you know, the Lions would get the ball moving on the ground. Dallas get the ball moving through the air not so much the case, more of a defensive battle that comes down to the wire. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of the game, let's talk about the end because there was controversy in Dallas and it had huge implications on this postseason. Let's not overlook that. The Detroit Lions go down the field, minute 30 left, no timeout, score a what would be potentially tying touchdown, 19 to 20. They elect to go for two. Dan Campbell, otherwise known as Dan Gamble, elects to go for two. They hit Taylor Decker in the corner of the end zone for what very well could be a walk-off winner. 23 seconds left on the clock. Flags thrown after the play. An eligible man downfield. Richard, how in the world does this happen? It's clearly a mistake on uh, Brad Allen's part just going through routine and not actually seeing and listening to how the lions wanted to, to, to negotiate this eligible receiver. Uh, clearly you see Panay soul and Decker walking up to him. You clearly see, uh, the swing tackle coming onto the field and him running away before there's even an inner real interaction between he and Decker. So he's just assuming, Hey, the swing tackles coming in. I know what you guys are about to tell me. He's assuming it's very presumptuous. Hey, he's the guy reporting eligible. He's the guy doing this. And Decker was trying to do it in the most subtle way. So you can see him trying to do it with kind of like one hand, like on his belly, like, hey, it's me. It's me. I'm reporting eligible. But it doesn't seem like Brad Allen got that. Um, And so he went with what he thought was happening. Obviously, Dan Campbell said he told him before the game. If we go for a two-point conversion, this is what we're going to do. We're going to we want him to be eligible. We want the other guy to be eligible, and we'll go about it. And so, it was really weird. It's it, it was a very bizarre play because Decker was not covered up on the play, as you would assume an eligible tackle. I mean, an ineligible tackle would be. He'd be covered up by a wide receiver. The receiver was off the ball. He the receiver checked with the referee. If the receiver, that same referee, is the one who called ineligible man downfield, which is odd which is odd because right. after you check, they would say, hmm, you're off the ball. There's not a tight end there. Flag. That's illegal formation. But they didn't say that, which tells me they thought it was a legal formation until they went down the field, which is, you know, it leaves a lot of question marks. But in the, at the end of the day, they gave it to, to Dallas, um, and Dallas is likely going to have another home game now. Dak Prescott played an incredible game, 26 a 38, two, 345, two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb broke the, the record for a wide receiver in Dallas, the yeah. regular season record for yardage, um, breaking Michael Irvin's record that he set multiple times. Uh, he, he had 227 yards in the game, a career high. He had a 95-yard reception, also a career and franchise high 
for the Dallas Cowboys. It was an incredible game for him. He was he was out there cooking. They had no answers for him. And that has to be concerning going forward because on the other side, Jared Goff, he played okay. He had two interceptions, uh, very costly interception on that out route late in the game. But again, they still had a, uh, had a chance late. Uh, Jameer Gibbs played solid. He combined with David Montgomery played a really good game. I think they both had impacts. Amon Ross, Satan Brown played a good game. Your guy, Sam Laporta played a good game, but, and then Aiden Hutchinson, three sacks. I mean, he had a third of his sacks in this one game. Mitchell, he was, he was all over the place, but you have to be able to cover him. If CD lamb is their guy and he was their guy going in again, it goes back to Aaron Glenn and his defense, like, what are you thinking? There was a play where they went zero. They went zero coverage, and the guy closed his eyes in the end zone where it could have been a safety. You talk about a two-point ball game, they lose by one point, and you you that's a, what, a, a nine-point swing, a, a eight-point swing, whatever it is, when you could have had a safety, but instead you give up seven points. I, I think, at the end of the day, that was the difference in the ball game because that swung the momentum in a different way. You talk about a safety where you get the ball back and you give your offense the ball back and the momentum's going your way and you're making them feel away. But instead, it's a touchdown against zero coverage. And so that was a huge mistake by them. But you got to give credit to Dallas. You got to think about their fans and how they're feeling and how they went from thinking they lost this game and they're the fifth seed and they, they you know, got a lot of questions to be an answer to a flag changing that they get the win Philadelphia goes and loses at home to the Arizona Cardinals which gives them the two seed now and gives them a home playoff game I mean can't feel better than them right now okay football season is finally here and here's one thing every fan should know you can get anything you need for game day delivered with Uber Eats well almost almost anything because no you can't get your dream running back for your fantasy team delivered with Uber Eats. But flapjacks, baby back ribs, and a cold six-pack? Yeah, you can definitely get those. Great pass protection? That's a no. Great pizza selection from your favorite places? Yes. Championship defense? No. Deodorant? Yep. A well-executed fake punt? No. Delicious fresh produce? Yes. Game-clinching turnovers? No. But pastry turnovers? You know the kind with delicious apple filling? Oh, yeah. Because that's groceries. And get those delivered with Uber Eats, too. Along with food from your favorite restaurants and other essentials. And the best part? You can get it all without missing a second of action on your TV. So this football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything, you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in selected markets... Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. It's just wild. I mean, that's why this Brad Allen controversial call, it, it changes everything, Rich. And it also changes the San Francisco 49ers having a bye week next week because otherwise they'd have to beat the Rams. You know, otherwise, you know, the Lions could get the number one overall seed. There's a lot of what ifs in this game. I mean, the Lions elected to go for it on fourth and goal instead of kicking a field goal earlier in the game, which would inevitably have been a difference maker for him. You know, obviously, after Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell got the flag on the ineligible uh, touching, ineligible man downfield, you know, they could have kicked the field goal or extra point to go to OT. There's a lot of what ifs, but the Lions' DNA, they don't care, man. They're going to take risks, they're going to take shots. And the reality is, if they can get out of this first round, if both these teams can get out of the first round, we're going to have a replay of this exact same game, and Brad Allen's input in it will be irrelevant. Uh, the biggest hurdle will be the Lions have to go down to Dallas versus the Cowboys having to come up to Detroit. But, Richard, let's move on here because we could talk about this game all day. It's certainly the the biggest talked-about game this weekend. Let's move to Philly because Philly loses a game. They had a lot to win here. I mean, this is locking up the division. You know, getting that two seed and Philly loses. Now they're one and four in the past five games. This team has lost their identity, or so it seems. I don't know who I'm even watching with these Eagles anymore. They don't scare me. They they don't clearly don't scare their opposition. Richard, can you explain this at all? Yeah, it's just it, it, their confidence has collapsed since the Niners game, and then consequently the Dallas game, and then you just saw the rails coming, kind of coming off the Seattle game. They go to Seattle and take that loss, and then they get, take this loss. The win, even the win against the Giants didn't feel great. You know, Tyrod has a chance with a Hail Mary pass in the, in the end zone. They only win by eight. You know, it wasn't a game where you just felt like they were in control. They felt dominant. And a lot of their wins this season, even against very good opponents, were close games. You know, they they played everybody pretty close, which is which wears on you after a while. Hertz has 38 touchdowns, um, has an Eagles franchise record for touchdowns, which is cool. But again, this NFC East, there's a reason that there hasn't been a re- repeat NFC East champion for a very long time. And it doesn't look like there will be this year with what just happened. They had a small possibility at having it for the Philadelphia Eagles, but they botched it against the Arizona Cardinals, who scored on four of their second half possessions, who battled all game long. And again, they continue to run the ball well and set a foundation for the future that seems like they're going to be a pretty formidable team, regardless of how they are in the future with a good defense. They get some more pieces and some more offensive weapons, and they're going to be very formidable. I mean, James Conner, 26 for one 28 and a touchdown. 
Uh, Dortch has seven catches for 82 yards. Kyler, 25 of 31, 232, three touchdowns in the interception. And they just kept battling. The Eagles were up 21 to six at the half. And you thought, all right, this is going to be the game. They kind of get away the game. Everybody's expecting them to have, but no, no, they, they found a way to get ways to get stops. Um, Gannon's defense is finding ways to get stops. And you, you wonder where Philly goes from here. They don't have confidence. They don't have an identity offensively. We talked about for weeks how predictable this offense is. How, you know, we we had Christian McCaffrey on a Monday night football broadcast predicting a play that they were going to run based off the formation, based off where the tight end was aligned. If you have a running back on the opposite team being able to call out your plays, then that's a problem. He's not on the defense. He's not a guy that's studying their offense and, and trying to find ways to stop it. He just was sitting there watching the game. And he's like, mm, this looks like a formation that I've seen before. And maybe I've seen it this game. And when your offense is that predictable in the NFL and you get down a stretch of these December ball games, then you're going to have a hard time. And especially in the playoffs, the playoffs is going to get really ugly because defenses, we don't have anything else to do but study every game you got. Your good stuff, your bad stuff, your trick plays, your tendencies, all your tendencies are out there. So nobody's really getting surprised in the playoffs unless you make up a few plays. Everybody has a few wrinkles here and there, but nobody's getting surprised. So if you don't have a foundation that's fundamentally driven where you can say, hey, we can just run what we do well and have success, you're going to struggle. And that's what they're struggling with is they don't have anything that they do incredibly well that you could say, hey, this is where we're going to hang our hat because nobody's going to be able to stop us from doing this. No no doubt. And you've seen it throughout the years, Rich. I mean, when the Wildcat was introduced into the NFL, it screwed with defense's mind for about a season, season and a half, and then people figured out. When the RPO was introduced, screw with people's heads for a year, year and a half. You know, that's when you saw Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens really take this league by storm. And then people started to slowly figure it out. The same's going on with these Eagles, and they're just so predictable they're not a fun team to watch offensively right now. And I know they're having their struggles defensively as well without Slay in there and some other key injuries. But the reality is, man, if they can get out of the first round, they're going to play an NFC South team, you know, whether it be the Bucks or the Saints. That isn't going to be an easy out with the way these Eagles teams playing. And then, Richard, they're going to have to go on the road more than likely to San Francisco, and they're going to get the brakes beat off of them. I mean, that's just the cold, hard reality of it. I mean, I can, I'm can i not a forecaster here, Rich, but I'm telling you, it's looking like an early exit with the way this team's playing right now, unless they can fix it quick, and it's got to be really, really quick. Yeah, it has to be really, really quick, and it doesn't... There aren't any obvious answers. You thought, oh, okay, they're going to switch from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia, and that's going to solve all their ails. No, you knew that wasn't. That wasn't. There's a fundamental issue within this defense, and I can't even put my – because the talent along the D-line is there. You have veterans in Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. You have young guys in, in Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick, and how, what all the chaos he caused last year, Josh Sweat. Um, you knew the linebacker position was, a, was a, a point of weakness, but you thought the secondary was a strength, and they've been having a rough time. They've been get, giving up some yardage in the back end. And so offensively, again, you thought this offensive line is strong. They're going to at least be able to run the ball with DeAndre Swift and these big monsters up front. That hasn't been the case. All day, always open A.J. Brown and, and uh, Devontae Smith. They, they've had impact in these games. 
but that hasn't been the case. Jalen Hurts is looking like a shell in himself. So it's it everything. All their strengths yep. have turned into question marks, and that's been the problem. And I don't know where they go from here. There's a lot of questions in Philly. There was a lot of questions in Kansas City, too, leading into this game. They're able to, to get a win. You know, they're able to clinch the AFC West, which is big for them. You know, Rasheed Rice was heavily involved. Kansas City beats a scrappy Cincinnati Bengals team, also desperate for a win. And I don't know the exact playoff breakdown, but I would assume this eliminates Cincy from contention. Richard, your thoughts on this game? Kansas City walks away with a 25-17 to win at home. Have they right, righted this ship, this this rocky boat that they've been cruising along for the last few weeks? I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, I, they, you know, the Cincinnati team had been playing better. Jake Browning had been playing really good football, uh, giving them a chance uh, at the playoffs. But I don't know. The, the Kansas City Chiefs have been kind of Jekyll and high. It looks like they may have found some rhythm between Patrick Mahomes and Rasheed Rice this game where they're pushing the ball down the field and having success. But I don't know, Mitchell. I've never seen them this inconsistent. Patrick Mahomes right. still had a good game, 21 of 29, 245 in the touchdown. This will be the first time in, what, five years that the AFC Championship doesn't just go through Arrowhead Stadium as it has. They'll get their home game, but they'll likely be traveling to, to Baltimore or, I mean, they could be traveling a few places after that um, if they if they have to play whoever the two-seed is because I'm not sure they're going to be able to get the two-seed. Maybe they'll be going to Miami. Um, that'd be a good game, but I don't know. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco had one of his best games, 18 ru- rushes for 130 yards, but it just didn't feel like the dominant Kansas City team that you've known. Uh, their defense turned it around in the second half and started to get some stops. But early on, it just looked like that both teams were just exchanging shots. There, you know, shot here, shot here, shot here, and that's what I don't. I, I thought that this defense was one of the best in the National Football League, and in the AFC, they definitely had been showing that. And I don't know what they're becoming right now, but hopefully next week they can get it, get back on track versus the Chargers. I'm sure the playoff seating is kind of already decided. I'm not sure if yeah. they still have a little bit of movement left. It looks like the, the Bengals are eliminated. The Broncos are now eliminated, even with their win today in the AFC West. So I, I don't I, I don't know. This Kansas City Chiefs team is, is kind of a mystery right now. We'll see because Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you can't count him out. Well, there's going to be a lot to talk about next week, but this team's lost their explosiveness offensively. I think that's just the reality of it, Rich. And I mean, they're going to be faced, you know, obviously a home, a home matchup in the playoffs, but they're going to be playing either the Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, you know, Buffalo Bills, one of those three teams. And I, I don't I don't think it's easy to say they're going to beat any of them right now. So this is going to be a first in a long time in Kansas City. We shall see if Patrick Mahomes can rise to the occasion. But Richard, this freight train in Baltimore just keeps on chugging along. I, I, if there's any doubt who the best team in football is right now, I don't think you have to look very far because it's Baltimore. And I know you love the San Francisco 49ers, and rightfully so. I mean, they are a juggernaut in their own right. But what Baltimore did to them last week and what they did to Miami this week, it's hard to overlook this team anymore. Richard, your thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens winning 56-19 to over the Miami Dolphins? 
I mean, Mitchell, they put a whooping on the Miami Dolphins, and it was close, eh, close-ish early on. Uh, there were a few mishaps by the Miami Dolphins. I think Tyreek dropped the touchdown pass that ended up being a field goal. But from that point forward, the Baltimore Ravens put their foot on their necks and their foot on the gas, and they pulled away. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 255 in the first half. He ended up with 321, 18 of 21, only had three incompletions, had more touchdown passes than incompletions in the game. A perfect 158.3 passer rating. He ran the ball six times for 38 yards. Gus Edwards had his fair share of rushes, 16 for 68 yards and a touchdown. Zay Flowers with his first 100-yard receiving game in the National Football League, and it almost all came on one play, a long touchdown pass on a dime, pretty pass from Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyle Van Oy with a sack in the game, a career-high eight sacks for him. They picked him up off the streets (laughs) midseason. Mitchell, and he has been a revelation for them in this pass rush. Another guy who's been incredible for them um, has been Roquan Smith, who had an interception. Geno Stone with another interception. Isaiah Likely only had two catches, but one of them was a beautiful catch on a fourth down pass, a one-handed pass that he takes for a touchdown that really started to break the game open. Um, They look like the, the class of the AFC and the class of the league right now. Uh, on their way to the, obviously the number one seed. We'll see how the playoffs go, but I, it, it, they're going to be a tough team to beat. They're going to be a tough out. Uh, Miami Dolphins, who were were kind of flying and getting a lot of respect, uh, stumbled a lot this game. Tua Tungabailoa, two interceptions, the two touchdown passes. Uh, Devin Achain, uh had 14 catches, I mean 14 rushes for 107, four receptions for 30 yards. But Tyreek Hill, only six catches for 76 yards. He was on that pace, still doesn't look 100%. So unlikely to get the awards that he was in line to to be chasing. Uh, Bradley Chubb looked like he may have torn his ACL, which you hate to see. Um, So, yeah, without Waddle and without Mostert, obviously, I don't even know if those guys played, if they would have made much of a difference. This team is just rolling. They're, They're running the ball well. They're throwing the ball well. Um, defensively, they're putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback from a lot of different places. Uh, and so, Mitchell, you got to get you got to give them all the credit in the world. This is Colin Coward from the Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. The wait is over. 
The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Well, unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, man, this team, this Baltimore right. Ravens team is the furthest thing for predictable. I mean, they can do it all. They're aggressive as all get out defensively. Offensively, I mean, they are beyond elite. They can hit you from all cylinders. Everyone thought when Mark Andrews went out, this team was going to slide a little bit. Isaiah likely coming out of nowhere, a Coastal Carolina prospect, just doing his thing, looking, looking like a... Very, very good rising star in this league at this point. But, Richard, I'm here to ask the tough questions. You know, you know that's why I'm here, Rich. That's and, what and I hope you're here been, for, Mitchell. You know, you have not been on this Lamar Jackson MVP hype train over the last couple of weeks. You've been a, a proponent against it, if you will. And, and Richard, I, I got to ask, what does this guy got to do to prove to you that he's a worthy, you know, recipient of an MVP award? Well, Mitchell, he had five touchdown passes in the game, and that's what we needed to see all season. We need to see a lot more touchdown passes. He had more touchdown passes in this game, Mitchell, than he had the whole month of September and the whole month of November and all the games he played. In seven games, those seven games, Mitchell, he had six touchdown passes. And in this game alone, he had five. And so that's what we 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 needed to see more of that's the only argument against his mvp case is that the touchdown numbers aren't there he this game he showed both with his legs with his arms he's executing from the pocket he got the yardage but again Mitchell that's 24 touchdown passes now on the season and it just hasn't happened in a very long time i think a couple of years ago you know they keep bringing up some Peyton Manning stat where he had 28 where he got it over brady that year um with only 28 touchdown passes but that was 15 years ago. Of the last five MVPs, nobody has had less than Lamar's 35. And uh, Aaron had 38. Last year, Mahomes had 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. And so everybody was brought, bringing up the, the clip where I was like, man, you know, Hurts, Hurts is doing a lot for his team, and he deserves it. He deserves a shot at it. And they're like, look, you said something about Hurts. And I was like, yeah. And then Mahomes <laughs> got it with 41 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So that's that's the thing. The numbers had to be there. They were not there for Jalen Hurts, regardless of the seeding or whatever what the case may be. He didn't have the numbers in terms of touchdown passes. They had the number one record in the NFC, but he did not have the touchdown pass numbers. Mahomes did, and that's why Mahomes got the award. And so People were like, you're hating, you're hating. I'm just going off what the way they've described this award and the way they've picked this award for the past five, six years. And it's been the guy with the most touchdown passes. Well, not the most touchdown passes, but you got to have at least over 30. And you cannot show me a situation outside of 15 years ago where they gave it to uh, 
to Peyton, where a guy's getting it with less than 30 touchdown passes in his day and age. But this could be a new day and age. This could be the 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 one that changes right. it all because he is the heavy betting favorite right now. And they'll probably give it to him because you, you talk about Tyreek Hill, who had a chance at it, kind of falling off the map. He didn't play one of the games. And then the other two, he had under 100 yards. Christian McCaffrey didn't finish this last game for the San Francisco 49ers. So his production dropped off, even though he got a touchdown. He's still one touchdown away from tying Jerry Rice's uh, franchise record of 23 touchdowns in a season. So that the 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 chances are there. But again, when you talk about the numbers that I'm talking about and the things that I've argued, it's still an accurate discussion where you say, hey, 24 touchdown passes over a 16 over 16 games isn't as impressive as some of the other things we've seen from MVP years. So. You can argue to death. You can say, hey, the intangibles are there. His impact on the game, his impact on defenses, the way he controls the game. No question about it. That's not ever in question. Lamar Jackson is one of the greatest players in this game and one of the most unique players in the history of this game. But again, Mitchell, the the, the numbers are yeah. what the numbers are. Well, you know, the next follow-up question that's going to come is, if it's not him, then who? And, and everyone else's mind immediately goes to the quarterback position. You know, oh, you know, Mahomes. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, you know, et cetera, haven't been putting on MVP seasons either. We're forgetting all the other skill position, non-quarterback players. I mean, Tyreek, CMC, et cetera. I think Barry Sanders summed it up best in a tweet he had recently when he was a co-MVP years back. He's like, this is the year that CMC wins a co-MVP with insert quarterback here. Because it's always about the quarterback. It always will forever be about the quarterback. And Richard, at some point in time, like you said a hundred times, they're going to have to do their best quarterback and their best non-quarterback because this, I don't know. I don't know how you don't give it to Lamar, but at the same time, it's just becoming a quarterback only award and it's kind of unfair, but not to make light on Lamar, but he is also going to take home this making look easy player of the week brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Like we said, Lamar made it look super easy against the Miami Dolphins, five touchdowns, 321 passing yards. He's a third game career. Or it was Lamar's third career game with a perfect passer rating tied for the most in NFL history. So that's been this week's making look easy brought to you by Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. If you're ever injured, go to for slash Sherman or dial pound law. That's that pound five to nine winning in this league is hard, but hiring Morgan and Morgan is very easy. Rich. I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but the Buffalo Bills, they they get a win against the New England Patriots, the lowly New England Patriots. And, and what this win sets up is an opportunity to win the division next week against the Miami Dolphins on the road against Miami. Uh, Richard, Buffalo didn't play their best game this this week by any means. Uh, they, they got a six-point win, but the Dolphins didn't either. And there's going to be a lot going on next week, a lot on the line. Who do you like the most to win this AFC East division? I mean, I guess Miami Mitchell, this is one of those where, where all the teams are kind of kind of limping to the finish line. Um, it was not a great game by the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the Patriots had a good plan for him. Josh Allen struggled majority of the game. I think he only had 40 yards passing in the first half. Um, he did have two rushing touchdowns, but didn't have a passing touchdown in the game. James Cook 
16 rushes, 48 yards, nothing crazy. Dalton Kincaid, four catches for 87 yards. Again, Stefan Diggs, under 30 yards receiving yet again, which is starting to become concerning. But on the other side, Rasul Douglas has been a revelation since he was traded to the Buffalo Bills. He has been everything they could have asked for and much, much more, I would imagine. He had an interception, two interceptions in the game, one being a pick six. Um, Ed Oliver had an interception in the sack. Um, the concern is what happened to Von Miller? Like, is that serious? Is that career ending? They paid him a lot of money, but he was a healthy scratch this game. Maybe they're resting him up. Maybe there's something we're not hearing. But that's a big deal, Mitchell, and that's a big question mark going into the playoffs. He's a guy that they brought to be a finisher to get him over the hump in these playoff games uh, to help them win a championship, to help them win a Super Bowl. And if he can't go and he's not going to be able to make an impact, you wonder if their they're, they're boat stops early in these playoffs because Josh Allen, they're not going to win a lot of games if Josh Allen is going to play like that, like he did this game against the, the New England Patriots who, who have won four games. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's the rest of these games this week. It's all about it's all about playoff implications. I mean, Houston wins a game pretty commandingly against Tennessee Titans. Uh, that rematch they took care of, twenty six to three, no problem. You get CJ Stroud back, and, and that sets up another you know huge matchup next week against the Indianapolis Colts, who have just been you know quietly putting together a pretty impressive season. Rich, this week. Or this time next week, they'll be playing for a playoff spot against these Indianapolis Colts. Richard, the Houston Texans, who do you like most in that matchup? Well, I, you know, the Houston Texans, if their defense can play like it just did, you talk about Derek Stingley and the amount of interceptions he's had since he's come back. He's he's amongst the league leaders um, with five. He's up there. Charvarius Ward has had, obviously, Deron Bland ran away with it very early in the season. Um, but Will Anderson with another two picks. You talked about their foundational pieces. There's a lot to be excited about for this Houston Texans team, and they're playing good at the right time. Devin Singletary comes he comes in 16 rushes for 80 yards. Nico Collins, 7 for 80 yards. Uh, C.J. Stroud, 24-32 in his return game. Only one touchdown. Uh, but this defense was was really lights out. And that's what they're going to need. They're going to need C.J. Stroud to play well, but this defense is going to tell you how far they go in these playoffs, whether they get put out in the first round or they even make the playoffs or they have a chance to to, to make a run because it's looking like they're not going to get the division with Jacksonville playing Tennessee uh, at home this next game. I think they should be able to win that game. If they don't, then that get, that division gets crazy. I don't know who wins it. That's it is wild. I mean, and speaking of this Texans defense, they win this week's almost almost perfect defense of the week brought to you by our friends over at Uber Eats, where we highlight the NFL's best defense of the week. The Houston Texans, they, they've been bringing the hurt for a little bit here now, Rich. They've been a true revelation in this 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 league this year. You know, Will Anderson. Like you said, Derek Stingley, Houston sacked Titans quarterback six times and held Tennessee to a season-low three points. Titans went 1-12 and on uh, third down. I mean, the Texans had them on lockdown all game long. They made it really easy for C.J. Stroud in the offense. So that's this week's almost, almost perfect defense of the week brought to you by our friends over at Uber Eats. And remember, with Uber Eats, you can order almost, almost anything you want. 
Uber Eats is the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Go ahead and order now. Richard, before we leave this game, I mean, the expectations in Houston were were pretty darn low entering this season. D'Amico Ryans enters this year as a first-time head coach, you know, obviously a ton of experience with San Francisco, a former player at Houston. He's done a hell of a job. I mean, is there a legit chance for him to take home coach of the year? Yeah, I mean, I would think he would have a shot at it, but with what John Harbaugh has done, what with what Kevin Stefanski has done with four quarterbacks now, you know, now yeah. starting Joe Flacco off the couch and winning four or five, um, heading into the playoffs. Defense is playing incredible. Some of the teams that they've been able to beat, um, I think it's going to be hard to give it to him. Uh, obviously, he has a get great, a great shot at it. You know, he has great argument because the way his teams play, they have the potential if they can beat Indy next week to have a 10-win season uh, coming off a year that they, they pick one and two or two and three in the draft. I mean, you can't, you couldn't imagine them going from two and three in a draft to having a 10-win season and potentially making the playoffs. That's what they've done. I do think C.J. Stroud has a shot at winning the player of the year, the rookie of the year. Uh, for the offensive side of the ball, the way he's been playing, it'd be hard not to give it to him. Uh, it's really impressive what they've done. And, I mean, they're going to make this division fun for years to come. A couple young quarterbacks coming up in this uh, this AFC South. you got to love to see it. But you mentioned them, Richard. A team I love right now is the Cleveland Browns. they got to be one of the favorites just to watch. I had zero expectations going into watching that Thursday night football game. I'm sure you did, too. I know Vegas didn't have much. That over-under was like in the mid-30s, and then you see the Browns putting 34 on the board in the first half. Before we leave this week's recap, Rich, I just got to ask, like, how in the world does Joe Flacco go from on the couch to putting 34 on the board in the first half in a Thursday night football game? It is just unheard of. Mitchell, though, that's why you love sports. Stories like Joe Flacco's is why you love sports and why why NFL is king. Because you never know, Mitchell. Cinderella stories are always right around the corner. You have storylines all over the place. And in the playoffs this year, it's going to get even crazier, especially if some of these quarterbacks go to their homes, Mitchell. You got Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit. You got Joe Flacco heading back to Baltimore, things like that. Storylines write themselves. People be talking about, the script of the NFL and how they were right. I guarantee you the NFL scripters didn't have Joe Flacco coming off the couch to win four or five games. That's no question. Yeah. Well, you got to love to see it. Like you said, Rich. Well, that concludes our week. What are we? Week 17, man. This, this year has flown by. It's been a lot of fun. That it conclude, it concludes this week. 17 recap. We got a big game tonight. Vikings, Packers, a lot of playoff implications on the line, especially for the Seahawks fans out there. We shall see who wins that. Richard, I will let you sign us off. Well, thank you guys for joining us in week 17. The season's almost over, but you know we're here for the playoffs and the offseason. So we appreciate you rocking with us as long as you have. Hit the sub button if you're new. Can't wait for the conclusion of the season and see how these playoffs pan out. See you next week.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.